Hello and welcome to Driven for Purpose. I'm your host, Amanda Bickham, an evolutionary lifestyle coach helping guide you towards deeper states of transformation, providing you with tips, tools, and resources to support you every step of the way. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. Welcome back. Thank you for choosing to spend your precious time with me here on the podcast. Today I am really excited to bring on a special guest and the reason why I wanted to bring on this guest is because I was really inspired by his story. You know, diving into the world of um, sexuality and relationships and Tantra There are so many people who come from different backgrounds and have different entry points and different experiences and stories. And I really believe that the more that we can begin to share these stories and the more that we can begin to, um, yeah, just share, you know, some of our journeys, our backgrounds, our past lives, if you will, with the world, the more we can begin to find um, that we're all really quite similar. And so there's a couple beautiful pieces that I want to tune into on this podcast. And I want to start by just introducing my special guest, Michael Rosen. Michael, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I'm really inspired by Michael. So Michael and I are sitting here. um, We're in Copenhagen. Yeah. And we met actually around this time last year. And I remember actually exactly where we met. So we first met at Art Cafe. And um, I think I was like on my computer or something. And then you ended up asking me a question. And then you started to share with me um, this project that you have now since then birthed, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, and you, you, you started to ask me you know, some questions. And we had a brief conversation. And then we met again and actually connected on the contact dance floor. And, um, since then we've kind of like weaved in, we met again in Bali and you've gone through your own personal transformation. And I would love to start with just a little bit about you. Like, who are you, Michael Rosen? And what is your background? And, um, yeah, just tell me a little bit about your life because I think that's a important piece to this whole experience that we're creating. Hmm. Um, oh, who am I is, you know, the process of discovering but basically I started as a very introverted child Mm. Um, so I used to spend a lot of time with books and with my computer and games and um, yeah very shy very intellectual that was the beginning Mm. Mm. and then of course high school and then growing up in Israel you go to the military as well and that also shapes you in a way um, but yeah growing up mostly introverted mostly with computers programming many years and I was a computer a software designer and then I took a hobby of programming and games and I started to code games already when I was in high school and then I started my own small computer game studio um, in my 20s and was quite successful with it but I was like a super geek mm. <laughs> so 
What do you mean when you say like I was a super geek? What, is, what, well, is, what do you mean by that? I had a lot of difficulty with, um, I guess, relating mm. um, the emotional world. Um, it was mostly just intellectualizing everything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was more or less the start, I would say. Um, the biggest factor, I think, that helped to to promote that was uh, the fact that when I was nine I was diagnosed with uh, idiopathic scoliosis mm. as a child and it was quite severe and I had a lot of self image issues because mm. my body started to deform when I was already like 12, 13 mm. and eventually it was really bad so I had to go um, um, spinal fusion surgery when I was 17 so in the middle of high school I stopped high school and Basically, was at home for uh, almost a year recovering. Um, so that was a big event that happened early in my life and really, really shaped how it started. Mm. Yeah. If people are not familiar with this thing, it's basically the spine is growing in a twisted way. It, mm. it starts to spin, yeah, and it uh, makes the uh, chest um, uneven. Mm -hmm. creates a hunchback or the front side is also uh, protruding mm -hmm. so it looks very <laughs> non-symmetric mm. and I was judging my body a lot mm. yeah. I can imagine that um, I mean those years like the early school years um, it's so much about popularity and it's so much about uh, who's cool, you know, and um, what you look like. This is when we start hitting puberty and our, you know, our bodies change and our voice changes. And so I could imagine that um, kind of having that around, I mean, to be honest, like 12, 13 were like really hard years for me, for sure. And I didn't, I wasn't dealing with anything like that, you know, so I could only imagine like what that would be like. And um, yeah, especially in, in high school as well, like going through a, a major surgery, I know knowing you that that had a lot of impacts on you as well and what's beautiful about your story is that you know it's kind of like from limit make lemonade with lemons in a way you know and like you 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 developed this beautiful craft which um was a hobby of yours that then turned into a very successful online gaming business and i'm wondering if you would be you shared some things with me um, before around kind of like what you realized and what the insights were that you gained, um, you know, from from the gaming world. And mm. I'm curious if you'd be willing to share any of that. Well, I think I think what happened was because, you know, everyone needs connection. So my way to find connection in spite of the difficulties I was facing was to um, play. Yeah. You know, because uh, a game is, is a very safe uh, mechanism where you know what is your risk. Yeah. And you volunteer going in and you know what the out outcome if you lose and so on. So it's a, it's a very safe way to communicate with people, if, especially if you are suffering anxiety. Mm. So there's lots of therapists who know, like there's play therapy and so on. Mm. Um, and I guess that's that's why it, it happened. Why, why I was attracted to to games. Um, basically, um, the games I designed were always multiplayer games. 
for that reason, I guess, as well. It's mm. al always games that you either play with another uh, character, I mean, another player or a few other players. But then eventually I really liked um, uh, strategy games. And then I decided to try and build a massively multiplayer game mm. where you play with thousands of people, actually. And that was very, very exciting. And I started to do it back in 2005. Um, and I had one of the first uh, Flash-based massively multiplayer online games, which was super successful at the time. Um, yeah, and basically it was fascinating. The lesson that came kind of in my early 20s when I started to design it, and I had already a few thousand people playing, was the... the the beauty that people take uh, for granted the rules that are enforced on them. So if there was something I changed in the game, some people would uh, not like it, but very fast they will adapt to it mm. and then find a way to manipulate the system to get an advantage in the game. And then I would find this loophole and then I would close that loophole and then they would find a way around it. And mm. it was like a chase where I had an open sandbox game where basically you have no no uh, exact path to victory but uh, a collection of rules and then people just found the, the most efficient way to make the most money or the biggest army or to take over the world basically and each time I would, I would try to kind of like balance the game and they would find new loopholes and this process showed me that uh, some some moment I was just sitting and realizing I'm affecting like thousands of people just by changing a few numbers on a database um, people really buy into it like like they, they, they shape the way they think by the rules I'm making and then I realized wait this is like what governments are doing this is what the financial system is doing like this is what they they, they legislative system is doing like it, it's all rules it's all games that people made that are actually having a much bigger impact on our life that's why we don't call it a game yeah but it's all man-made it's all decided by someone somewhere yeah because he has certain interest to affect the way you think and the way you make actions for some ideal that he thinks that this is what 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 he wants I guess you know Ma what I wanted in the game was of course to to <laughs> create the maximum amount of conflict between people th so they will enjoy more fights in the game so I would make the world's uh, resources more scarce or or like make uh, more incentive for people to pick on fights than to live in peace and then I realized, oh my God, I'm doing like in a small scale what people are doing in, in the big world out there. Yeah. And that was very interesting to do, to, to have like my own laboratory, you know, where I can test different things and see uh, how they work. And that was a beautiful learning ground for, for, for waking up to realize what, in what, what kind of world we live in. Mm. Yeah, that, that was like a magical moment of waking up. Wow. I feel like this is so relevant specifically for what we're all going through right now with Corona, you know, to think about like all of a sudden the entire 
whoever's in charge of the world basically we say that it's you know our countries and whatever but basically the entire world council if so to speak was like yep nobody's going anywhere we're shutting you inside your houses you you can't go out you can't you have to be within six feet of each other you know like immediately someone decided that this is the way that we were gonna work with coronavirus and we all just get to follow suit and um it's really interesting just to to hear that perspective of you having this power and a very very successful highly i mean games are addictive right like so it's like creating this realizing how much power you had over the the moves that you made and the choices that you made and how easy it was to keep people and that was it was the drama in a way this is why people like tv shows it's the drama that keeps us hooked you know and so really interesting i think for people to hear that and feel that and maybe even utilize this as an opportunity for people to reflect on what's happening at the larger world and see how maybe they can begin to feel into this waking up um, of what's really going on beneath the surface so Mm. you came to a point in your career where you were very successful and then something happened and it was a point for you that really kind of changed everything and put you onto a different path do you want to share a little bit about kind of um yeah how your how your life drastically switched and what you went through in that moment mm. so well I've, I've been doing games for like 12 years or so and then I tried to make even a bigger game with the same category but um, I raised money for that and hired lots of people and basically after two years of working really hard non-stop I, I burned myself out mm. I, I became very very sick um, and yeah and basically over like course of a month everything collapsed like my health my intellect like I, I found myself unable to to read like it gave me such a headache and I couldn't even concentrate my relationship broke apart like everything was crashing down like suddenly mm. but it was a long process it was like over a year of developing a deeper and deeper burnout um, yeah and and basically i was running kind of an on autopilot because i felt like so responsible and committed and, and, and i wanted to, to not fail anyone but my body was not keeping up with the pressure mm. um and yeah it was it's, it was a combination of, of things but basically i didn't create enough support for myself uh, mm. doing that took too much on myself I didn't see I didn't know what I'm going into because mm. uh, um, yeah I took a very ambitious uh, uh, project as well as um, probably not enough uh, money and I just took too much on myself mm. um, but basically what happened was that I I was unable to continue working in the company because I really need to take care of my health was suffering from lots of stress related syn syndromes but especially the biggest one was just uh, uh, my sleep became really really bad like I was barely sleeping sleeping like two hours a night mm. so um, yeah uh, in some weird <laughs> combination of <laughs> of of uh, um, 
don't know. Events? Yeah, events. Thailand. <laughs> Some things you can't plan for. <laughs> I found myself by mistake, I, I call it, in a personal development slash tantra workshop uh, with one of my best friends who invited me to it and I, I was really, really uh, triggered by it. Mm. Like I, I almost cancelled it mm. just like a week before because I had a very, very strong opinion about uh, this word, Tantra, and uh, personal development in general, and I was like, I was basically feeling so shit and sick and, and tired that it was like, the last thing I want to do is, is... Try to connect with others. <laughs> hug, <laughs> hug a bunch of hippies, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and dance and I don't know what else. Uh, eye gaze, can't forget eye the gaze, eye gaze. Yeah, and, 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 uh, I don't know. I was afraid of nakedness and stuff like yeah. that. And it was like, what the fuck would uh, my my investors think and so on? But it, it some somehow happened anyway. And I think the reason I actually agreed to go was because the the um, facilitator mm. of this workshop was with me in my military service. And I knew him and I trusted him from like a decade before. And I was so surprised that he became <laughs> a Tantra teacher that I was like, oh, if this guy is doing that, maybe there's something that I'm missing. Mm. And I was willing to try it out, but mm. I was really afraid to go and really, I even told him that if I don't want to participate, I'll just sit in the corner and read books. And he was like, fine. And I was so triggered, I packed seven books <laughs> to that retreat. <laughs> I didn't open any one of them, <laughs> but that's how afraid I was. Mm. Um, and that was a very, very interesting experience because for the first time, I ate vegetarian <laughs> for like a week. Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time, I was, I don't know, not, not on a computer, you know, in I don't know how long. I was not so much on the internet too. Like I was really disconnecting from my technology, yeah, from my previous kind of lifestyle, and spending time with people talking about emotions and stuff, which was like kind of like really not my cup of tea back then. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the the kind of uh, I guess turning point, like, like a door that opened. Um, yeah, that that week was not fun. It it was like challenging in so many ways. Can you share a little bit about you know what what came up for you and what some of the most challenging well, pieces were? It's difficult to look back because I was in a really low place, kind of depressed, not sleeping, yeah. feeling very weak. Um, yeah. I do remember what how people reacted to me because I remember I was keep pushing them away. Yeah. You know? Um, and they kept on gently trying to to come near and the way they did it is was was very beautiful because they were just saying how they are feeling and not telling what I am you know yeah. just like that that they feel that I'm pushing them away or that yeah. like that, that they feel like I'm not letting letting them in I'm not yeah. sharing about myself and like yeah. keeping a wall around myself like yeah. But they were not like saying what I am. They were yeah. just saying how, what is their experience how they feel, yeah, yeah. next to me. Yeah. And 
And you know, one person came and said that, I was like, I'm dismissing. Okay. The second person said, I was like, okay, I'm getting a bit pissed off. And the third person mm -hmm. came and was like, wait, if, if, if more and more people tell me that, then maybe I'm doing something that is, is true, you know, that yeah. I'm pushing people away. Um, and I was sitting with that. And something happened. I won't go into it now because outside of the context, context of, of the workshop it's it, it, it can sound very weird yeah, one of the exercises no yeah. not at all that doesn't feel that doesn't feel but right one of the exercises yeah was such a mindfuck and and what that exercise showed me was that my the way I was living in the world was through my mind and not through my body mm. like I was judging everything by how it looks or by my previous experience with something that looks like it and so on and never really feeling how I feel in my body related to it mm. and, wow. and that was like uh, such um, a brain fuck brain fuck yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say that word I felt like seriously like something split in my brain like yeah. something got cut open and suddenly I start to feel something I didn't feel in a very long time yeah um, and that was kind of like uh, another strong awakening moment but it wasn't a pleasant one it was mm. it was like realizing oh fuck there's so much I am pushing down mm. and not processing and not mm. feeling and, and after that came a difficult month oh, very very emotional one which I lacked the tools back then to how to handle and that was like being in a storm you know without <laughs> anyway I don't know what you want to use bad words but <laughs> <laughs> you can you can it's yeah. like I, I, I yeah. people people who listen to this know yeah. that I'm okay. pretty so, so basically it, it was like yeah opening a can of worms and, and like a shit storm and, and yeah. of emotions and depression and, and, and sadness and, and fear and anger and like all in like full power yeah. and it was tough it was really tough uh, that first month after that and then with the help of friends I made in that workshop I started to to work with it and deal with it but it was a very challenging process what were, what were some of the things if you if you feel open to sharing like what were some of the things that you're going through because i think you know what you're saying right now this is going to appeal this is going to bring some awareness of like all people who can begin to maybe reflect on themselves and see what they can feel from your story and well i was just super lucky to have amazing people around me that just adopted me you know like they really just adopted me into their lifestyle and they're all people like in this um, tantra or workshop kind of person development community yeah. and I don't know I was just blessed to, to have the but what open were some arms of the challenges that like you went through like what were some um, of the things that came up for you well I, I was just going through very very strong emotions I was barely sleeping I was well, I have diaries, so I can always read back what, what I was writing back then. I was keeping a journal. But, um, yeah, very strong depression. Very, very strong depression. Yeah. Um, 
moment where there was one woman from the retreat that you felt a connection to and you felt that you could reach out to her for help, like more of a Dakini, Dakini woman. And I'm curious if you feel open to talking about it, like what was, how did some of these tantric practices begin to support you connecting to your body and connecting to your emotions and whatever way you feel you want to share? Well, it was a very interesting experience because I was a very intellectual uh, kind of person, you know, always trying to, to rationalize everything. And with some of the practices that she was doing, um, that we were doing together, like I started to experience all kinds of really weird sensations in my body. Um, especially, I started to cough um, in a very weird way, like a really weird sound that never happened to me before and it kind of stuck for like uh, two, three days in a row but it felt good, you know, it felt like my body was letting go of some tension but something was unlocked in my body and I had all kinds of weird experiences in my body um, Like what? Could you give an example? Well, that, that was the most obvious one, like yeah. like sometimes I would feel like you know like purging in a way like like wanting to vomit or or, or coughing really strongly like from from the bottom of my uh, stomach or uh, it's difficult to explain like uh, you know people hippies would say like energies and so on yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it, just, it was I'm just very very interesting new sensations in my body that reacted in in very strange ways and and i was like saying is this real is it not but it was persistent and, and i felt better after it and i was like okay some something happened shifting, something yeah. is shifting and i started to feel better and less stress in my body as well mm. and slowly slowly i start to uh, sleep better and the symptoms from all the stress uh, diseases i was kind of holding on to started to slowly disappear over the next two months or so and and it was fascinating to see that body work can be so strong can be like a medicine um, it really caught my interest and I was always a curious kid you know I always taught myself things that caught my attention mm. so I just decided okay let's let's wait a few more months before I go back to making computer games and let's explore this thing, you know, let's explore this uh, field. Uh, so yeah, I just dived into it for a few months. Um, went to a 10-day Vipassana course and I did a couple of uh, more workshops of personal development and festivals and tried different teachers and I was like feeling like uh, a child in a candy shop, you know, like suddenly discovering so many cool new things I never was aware of like it was like so much fun because I was really bored before I felt like oh I know science I know physics I know chemistry I like the basics okay and suddenly I realized oh there's like this whole new library of books I never knew that exists in my house and I was just like going f every month to a different workshop or training or and always weird things happened <laughs> really weird things happened in the workshops or to you uh, or what? Yeah, in the workshops to other people, to myself, it was really, really cool because it was interesting. It was, it was exciting. I would yeah. like, 
start you know i'm super triggered i don't know what's gonna happen but let's just flow with it i was just treating it as a game yeah um yeah and just sometimes it was a good experience sometimes it wasn't a good experience but you know i, I was i was still alive <laughs> yeah so uh yeah that that was a very interesting time kind of like because i think because i reached such a low point i was willing to try anything yeah you know not not anything but many many things i would never have tried before mm. so. and you kind of this sparked what almost two years of you going to different experiences trainings workshops like you kind of am i right you kind of went down this like yeah yeah i started to like one person i would meet in a in a workshop that caught my attention i would ask them or tell them my story what i'm dealing with and they would recommend me this or that and it was just like this chain and i started to explore so many different modalities and, and techniques from breath work to all kinds of things in tantra to different kind of massages to meditations of sorts and so on and so on um just playing around curious mm. you know like like it was really really exciting really fun um, yeah, and basically I started to notice something as I started to do all these things that my body, as I was listening deeper and deeper into it, was in a huge amount of fear, like an insane amount of, I, call it, I called it terror, like the experience of terror was coming up also in the Vipassana, also in meditations I did in different workshops, like whenever I really let go and listened deep into my body, I almost started to freak out from fear mm. and terror um, and I was really curious what is it like, mm. and, and it was really s difficult to be in those spaces but um, when I always talked about the experience that it was a really negative experience then people told me start to tell me that probably I'm dealing with some kind of a trauma yeah. um, in the beginning it was very difficult to agree with that because I felt like I'm a very successful person uh, independent for many years and overall you know if I judge myself comparing to other people in, in my age back then I was like pretty pretty good off but um, again these these things were consistent yeah. so I was like okay what's happening here yeah. and then when I start to connect the dots, I realize it's related to my spine, to my to my back, because of the dreams I had and, and, and like uh, things that happened when people were touching me in different spots on my spine and so on. Like I would have sometimes really strong reactions, sometimes even screaming. Mm -hmm. um, and then I start to realize, wait, maybe something is really going on. Maybe I did miss something. And I start to dig in and then I went through all kinds of processes I will not go into now but I, I tried different modalities with different therapists and so on and then I realized that the event I had in high school having my spine fused with, with titanium was not properly um, processed I would say and did create some kind of a trauma mm. and that was another waking up moment mm. that I realized that my, my way of living life and feeling and, and actually not feeling is a result of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder mm. from the surgery 
And now there's already research that this kind of uh, spinal fusion surgery can cause uh, PTSD. But 20 years ago when I had it, it wasn't really known. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like the next <laughs> step of the story. That was like the moment I realized I'm dealing with a PTSD from, from my spinal surgery, I started to realize, okay, I started to see the next kind of peak I have to climb. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Chapter two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. I definitely know that that's been a really big, uh, powerful healing journey for you. And one of the things that I think is really powerful with just sharing your story so far is um, how many of us live in the mind and how many of us can be very successful and we spend the majority of our experience only in our mind and it is only when we start to tap into the body that we begin to see and feel all of these layers of ourselves that we were too busy being in the doing rather than being in the being mm -hmm. and you know we've built this reality right our reality our, our game life has been built upon this idea of success being about productivity and what you create and what you earn from what you create and I think that your story um, is really powerful for a lot of people just to even begin to think about how connected to my body am I and so many of the reactions we have in life to partnerships to uh, whatever it is traffic it could be anything are triggers that are often carried in the body from past stories or experiences that we've had that so often we just push down because that's what we're really taught. We're taught just to push mm -hmm. down and keep going. So I think that like so much of your story can resonate with a lot of people who are, you know, finding some similarities in their life of like, what is this weirdo hippie shit that everybody's doing? <laughs> you know, like it sounds fucking weird to waking up your body and realizing that there's actually a lot in here to, um, yeah, beginning a whole different opportunity and way of to connect to yourself and obviously therefore connect to others. And something that um, I'm really excited about um, that I see you doing and I know that you're doing and I think that can help a lot of people who, you know, have maybe this fear or judgment, um, which really is just fear, <laughs> about, um, you know, the tantric world or the hippie communities or, you know, sacred sexuality or any of these things there can be a lot of fear preventing people from actually diving into that, from actually allowing themselves to go to their first workshop or go to their first experience. And one of the things that you have put your life force energy into is creating a platform where people who are interested in learning more about themselves and embodiment and sexuality can go to and it is operated like a game because we all love games, whether we want to fucking admit it or not, you know, even let's talk about dating. It's the, it's the most fun part. Right. Um, and I would, um, I'd love if you want to share that kind of what it is that you took all of your knowledge, both from your very successful online business to your embodied journey and created something for massive amounts of people to begin to do their own awakening process. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, it's quite early yet to to speak about it because mm -hmm. it's it's not launched yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have the the working alpha, and we are now in the process of collecting content. Mm -hmm. um, 
but basically what I realized as I was moving through my healing journey that these amazing simple tools that were available without you know without uh, taking any pills or mm. without uh, going into expensive therapies and so on just simple tools of communication of touch of of of, of working with emotion meditation things that are so simple that anyone can practice for free were outside my awareness you know i was just there was no availability where i was to discover them and i was like right these things can really help so many people in the process of healing and waking up and bettering their lives so why not try to make it more accessible and fun so I'm in the process now of collecting content and building this platform which I hope to release by the end of the year um, but yeah I don't want to talk about it too much mm -hmm. it's just uh, my current project in life became this now yeah. uh, as part of, of my experience I, I just realized there's an opportunity to to do good by, by helping people who do these practices to to share them with a wider audience mm. uh, and for free so yeah and you're, you're also helping me with that <laughs> i know i'm excited because i think that it's like really powerful and i, I really resonated with the, your big why of like you were so afraid to go to a workshop and there's a lot of people who would never go to a workshop who would never pick up the phone who would never and so to create platforms where we can begin to start our own journey, um, I think is really powerful. Mm, yeah, I mean, I remember how much uh, judgment and fear I had when I was reaching out for help for the first time. It's, it's something that we are not so trained to, I guess, especially as men in the country I grew up in. Um, but basically, yeah, I completely agree with what you say. Like, uh, the more people will share their stories, you know, the more people will dare to to listen to their body, you know. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to to find you know a way to to share what I learned in my journey with more people so I feel like it can benefit others because uh, I walked a path now more people can <laughs> do yeah. it especially with this condition called scoliosis because uh, it is so um, there's so much suffering with this condition like I used to suffer 24-7 from pain and many many people with scoliosis or metal implants in their spine can relate with that that it's a really unpleasant situation to, mm. to have a trying to be normal with a spine which is full of metal mm -hmm. um, but basically yeah I, I can share that in, in the chapter two chapter yeah. three now we'll do we'll yeah. do a chapter two whenever <laughs> your product is ready to launch so y'all better keep listening because you want to get the information on that beautiful journey and yeah, I think there's a lot more that can be spoken into and uncovered and discovered. And yeah, I just want to, um, I know you wrote a paper on scoliosis. Where can people find that if there is happens to be someone who knows someone or someone listening to this that 
Um, I mean, obviously, what we're talking about here expands far beyond just scoliosis, but I know that you did do a really beautiful um, paper on that. Is there a place that people can find that? So basically, in the last two years, trying all kinds of modalities, and especially body work, and, and uh, studying about the human body, and starting to do yoga and so on, I was asking the question all the time, why, why does scoliosis happen? Because the Western medicine doesn't really know. Um, and yet they send tens of thousands of teenagers and kids to, to have spinal surgeries. So I collected uh, a hypothesis basically that, that shows the process how, how this happens and providing ideas how it can be healed without the surgery. Mm. Um, maybe you can put uh, a link, uh, a URL to, to read it. I put, I put the article online. Yeah. But basically what I share there is that I did something which was very, very not uh, common, which was to, on my own accord, basically ask my surgeon to remove the spinal implants after 20 years. Um, I took them out almost three months ago. Um, I'm very happy. <laughs> but many, many people who have scoliosis, I know, uh, want to take it out, but doctors don't really agree. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, very um, painful subject. Um, I help now people who contact me after reading the article and ask questions or how to deal with this condition and how to better their lives and, and feel better in the body. Uh, so yeah, the contact details are on that article and can people share, suffering. Can you share that just here on the. I'll put it in the notes as well. But where can people find the article? Um, on Medium, it's a. Uh, it's called uh, Idiopathic Scoliosis: A New Approach. Um, yeah, so I really hope this can. You know, if if someone is listening and, and knows someone suffering from uh, any kind of spinal fusion refer them to the article and it has all kinds of ideas and theories how how it is formed and how to help with with the pain and basically saying that scoliosis is um, primarily caused from uh, a contraction in the body which is usually coming from some kind of a trauma mm. like it can be physical trauma but can be also an emotional trauma mm. um, and by going into the body and starting to process it with different tools, uh, you can start releasing the, s the stress inside the body and then the pain will start to go away. Um, but yeah, I'd love to share it and, and see if it can have an impact. Yeah. Like I say, not only on scoliosis, but on other conditions as well. Yeah, well, I will share your link to your article, definitely. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just wanna say thank you for sharing your journey. I think that it's important for more and more people to just begin to share how they found it. I mean, a lot of people who are in any sort of spiritual world, doesn't matter if it's sexuality or, you know, Dharma or whatever it is, Qigong, it's like we all had to have something on our journey that signaled, hey, come over here, what you doing is not working. <laughs> and usually it comes from like a challenging experience or kind of like a wake-up call, if you will. So, yeah, thank you for being brave and bold and sharing and sharing your work with the world and sharing your voice with me here on your first podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me. If you have any questions, please feel free, as always, to reach out. And you can find the link to the article in the description below. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day, morning, evening, wherever you are in the world. And I'll see you next time on the show. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on Driven for Purpose. I cannot tell you how much your support means. If you found this content helpful in any way, shape, or form, I would love it if you share this with your friends and family. If you haven't yet already done so, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your reviews help us rank higher, which means more people can get inspired by this content. And together, we can support one another to continue on our journey towards our highest and best selves. I'll catch you next week.